Good morning and welcome in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, if you have not found the bulletin yet, it's available on our website, www.adventlutheran.org. Uh, note that uh, we are attempting to stream in a little high definition uh, for your uh, TVs and smart devices at home. We, however, have been having some internet uh, bandwidth issues. Everybody and their brother is using the internet right now, so I apologize if the video is uh, choppy at all today. Uh, please send us a note, uh, email, let us know uh, how things are received on your end. Don't forget as well, we do have a Bible study scheduled today. Uh, that should go live at 9.40 a.m. Our service is Divine Service Setting 1, page 151 in your bulletin or the front of your hymnal. Our opening hymn is number 563. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. 
We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. To God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the fifth Sunday in Lent, Judica, is from Genesis chapter 22. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but... Where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order 
and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, here am I. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Hebrews chapter 9. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the sprinkling of defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. This is the word of the Lord. Abounding in steadfast love, 
Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the gospel of our Lord. Confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The biblical narrative of Abraham and his journey with God to offer his son, his only son, as a sacrifice, is one of the most beautiful pictures of God's love for us in Scripture. You might have asked at one time, how can that be? What is so loving about asking one to sacrifice their son? It seems tragic, horrible, and violent. Abraham trusted God. It was Abraham, then Abram, that was called out from his father's house and, and country to wander due to the sin of his fathers. 
God called him to be separated from everything he knew and to trust him. It was then he left with his wife and God protected he and his household. He promised Abram he would be a father of nations, many nations, even though he had no son at the time, no heir to carry on his name and take control of his estate. He had only a servant who would get everything. God changed his name to Abraham and his wife's name to Sarah, and he gave them a son, Isaac. Out of this trust he had for God, Abram set off to do what God desired and had asked of him, sacrifice your son. This was not an uncommon thing at that time, and the people around him practiced this in their worship of other gods like Molech. And Abraham set out to do the will of his God. I have often wondered what kind of conversation Abram had with God on that three-day journey. The Bible is mute in this detail, just as mute as it is about Isaac's thoughts. Isaac is not dumb. He is possibly 30 years old by some estimates. And he asked the question of Abraham, Father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Abraham gives the only answer he can, and with full faith in God, he answers, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. I imagine the thoughts of Abraham are much like those of our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane, probably a full three days of, Lord, if this is the thing you have given me to do, that you have asked me to sacrifice my only son, If it can pass for me and my son, please, let thy will be done. And we all know the rest of the story. Abraham with a knife in his hand, hovering over his son, who was bound on the wood of the altar. The angel of the Lord, many biblical scholars would say the pre-incarnate Christ himself, appears, calls out to him, and commands him not to lay a hand on the boy. And then God provides a ram caught in a thicket for the sacrifice. Abraham had trusted God's promise to make him the father of many nations. And he trusted him to fulfill that promise even as he was about to sacrifice his only son, the carrier of the seed of those nations. He trusted in God's omnipotent power and wisdom, not his own reason. He heard the word of God and believed the promise given. Jump to John's gospel. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. And yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets died? Who are you to make, who do you make yourself out to be? It is interesting that before their living eyes is God the Son in the flesh, come down from heaven, sent by the Father, And they are speaking of their father, Abraham. For them, their righteousness is tied up in following Abraham and the covenant of circumcision along with all the laws that came later. They fail to see the very fulfillment of the promise that was made to Abraham that is standing before them. The blessing that has come for all nations from Abraham's line, from his seed. And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The devil will use anything to take our eyes off Jesus. He was using Abraham, the one God had made his covenant with, that they might place their hope in being children of Abraham more than children of the promise, the word that is Christ Jesus. Keeping the word is quite simple, simply to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. This was the trust Abraham had as he gave, this is the trust that Abraham had to have as he suspended the knife in his hand over his son on the altar of sacrifice. I don't have a son, but I can look at either of my daughters and only give thanks to God that it was not asked of this poor miserable sinner. What kind of trust is that? 
Many now are being forced to trust in ways we have had not to deal with in many generations. Can you imagine taking your loved one to a nursing home or a hospital and leaving them at the door, possibly not even for COVID-19, but due to some other medical need? You place them there, not knowing if you will see them again, not able to sit at the bedside, hold their hand, pray, and comfort them. It's happening within our congregation and among your friends and neighbors and family. Who or what is your faith in at that moment? As Christians, we want to confess our faith in Christ Jesus totally. But in the boots on the ground, day-to-day troubles of our lives, it is difficult. Am I going to get paid? What about food? How am I going to pay a rent or mortgage if I'm laid off? Facing deadly pestilence, it's easy to lose sight. The devil would like us to place our trust in anything but Christ. We don't need to claim an and Abraham as our father or anything else as our source of strength and hope except our faith in Christ and what he gives. I mentioned that the angel that called out to Abraham and stopped him from sacrificing his son is believed by many to have been the pre-incarnate Christ. It's another one of those theophanies, appearances of God that we find in scripture. Think of the Red Sea and God fending off Pharaoh's army by parting the water so his people could escape. It was a stand back, I've got this moment, where God richly supplies what his people need and, he, and they cannot attain for themselves, and that is salvation. The angel of the Lord, Christ, is stopping Abraham. Stand back, I've got this. Here is a ram. It will be the sacrifice that lets your son live. And Jesus is the sacrifice that lets us live. Jesus told the Jews, yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. The one who sought the glorification of Jesus was the Father. That glorification was not on a pile of wood as a slain and burnt offering. None of those was capable of saving creation. It was a cursed death on a cross, and Jesus was headed toward it, as he stood in the temple with the Jews wanting to kill him. Even as he commanded Abraham to stop, Christ is the fulfillment of all that Abraham had been promised. The judge, God, was on his throne and the judgment was meted out for the sins of the whole world upon Jesus. To keep Jesus' word is to believe in what Holy Scripture says of him and to trust in what he has accomplished on the cross. It is to cope It is to hope in the blessed promise of the resurrection to eternal life for all who believe and trust in him. In Hebrews, we read, For if the sprinkling of defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our consciences from dead works to serve the living God? Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. The old covenant was entered via circumcision. Every male cut. It was no small event that marked God's people. It was a mark, a daily reminder of God and the covenant by which he had made them his people. We too are marked as God people. It is in holy baptism by which we enter into the new covenant. It is God's work in giving us forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. It is another, just stand back, I've got this work of God. And what a wonderful and glorious work it is because it is all his. The devil wants to tempt us to have faith in something else, possibly even something even related to the worship of God, and make it the focus of our salvation. Have you prayed enough, hard enough? Are you going to church enough, kind of hard right now? You aren't having family devotions every day, are you? You didn't call your parents and check on them, did you? The devil wants you to believe your salvation is what you do. But remember, baptism baptism, 
baptism. Water, along with the words of God, is the source of faith in Christ. Even the tiniest bit of faith that cries out to God is saving faith. It is faith that cries out in both distress and joy. It is faith that at the same time seems to cry out, God, why? And a moment later, thanks be to God. Because faith is God's work in us, we never have to worry that we have done enough or had faith enough so long as we look to his son, our eyes on him. Faith looks to and trusts, like Abraham, in the promise of things unseen and the promise spoken by God in his word that God has provided the lamb for the sacrifice. Baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit changes you. It creates an identity. It gives you a new name and a new existence that cannot be taken away. It has made you an heir with, God, with Christ of the riches of heaven and eternal life. Does God ask us to sacrifice our children? Absolutely not. He does test us. He desires that in our time of testing we have faith in his Son, whom he has given as a sacrifice for our sins. In the same way God sent his Son to Abraham in that I've got this moment, he has sent Jesus into the flesh to be judged for our sin. Jesus has got this, so that through faith in what he has done, we can have a right standing before God as his children, and sure hope in the resurrection to eternal life that has come to us, no matter what the devil and the world may demand of us, even our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please stand as you're able for the prayers of the church. In addition to the prayers emailed out this week, we include Carlos and Janica Zaragoza, friends of Darlene Hernandez. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all the baptized, that we would be led by the light and truth of God's word to see with Father Abraham the day of our Lord Jesus Christ when he went uncomplaining forth to the cross to suffer and die in our place and make atonement for all our sins. Let us pray to the Lord. For the men who have been called and ordained to serve Christ's church in his stead and by his command, that they would be protected from sickness, blessed with faithfulness, and fortified with courage as they carry out all their duties in the midst of this pandemic, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our partner churches around the world with whom we share altar and pulpit fellowship, that they would be kept steadfast in the saving doctrine of the blessed apostles drawn from the word of God, and that they would be blessed with wisdom and safety in their endeavors to share that saving doctrine with their communities. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of family, let us give thanks to the Lord that the Lord would bless all families, protect them from harm and evil, draw them together into his word and prayer, give them hearts of love for one another, and provide for all their needs. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who have been placed in authority over us, that they would be protected and granted God's wisdom to serve with integrity and honor as they promote the common welfare of all. For our healthcare workers, for our first responders, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our fellow Christians and our whole world in isolation and in illness, together with all who suffer in body and soul, especially this day, we pray for the family of Alfred Welty, the family of Mitch Elliott, for Carlos and Janica Zaragoza, for Carolyn Fremder, for John Bergman, for April Matz, for Carol Hawk, for Sandy Kapeshka, Mike Flores, and Joel Zagel, for Jim Cronich, Billy Fry, and Brian Wheeler, for Ann Latimer, Aiden Matz, and for Olga Chauvinick, Lorraine Hardesty, Ann Latimer, and Doris Manfield, Mansfield. That God would bless as well all expectant mothers and their unborn children, for Lara Moore, Allie Weimer, Anna Bierman, Megan Dooms, Ann Mundrick, and Ashley McFarland. 
that all would be blessed with patience and strength in their times of tribulation, and that they would receive healing and restoration in accordance with the Lord's will. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who are able to come to the holy hill of the altar today to feast upon the true body and blood of Jesus Christ, that they would approach with reverence and awe and be filled with exceeding joy as they receive the forgiveness of their sins and the strengthening of their faith. For those that await patiently the time that the church will gather together again, that they would be strengthened in that same faith bestowed upon them in the waters of holy baptism and fed by God's holy word, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all the saints who have gone before us and now reside in heavenly bliss, let us give thanks to the Lord that we would be kept in the same true faith and with them receive the crown of glory as we enter into the life of the world to come when Christ returns on the last day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and with archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. You alone, O Father, be all glory, honor and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Amen.
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you both body and soul unto life everlasting. Depart in peace with great joy. Your sins have been forgiven. Amen. Amen. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people lie to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Out of death. 